Welcome, everyone, to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. For this edition of our show, we're going to be discussing the NCAA Office of Inclusion had an amazing event. They had their forum, the Inclusion Forum in Indianapolis, April 21st to the 23rd, with more than 600 attendees. First time face-to-face since 2019. So getting back to some normalcy here in all facets of our college sports life. Pleased to be joined by Amy Wilson. She's the Managing Director. Nia Blair Hackworth, she is the director, and Solomon Siskin, an intern in the NCAA Office of Inclusion, all repeat guests here <laughs> on our social series. We love that. Um, let's first go around our room here and just get an overall feel, uh, because I was watching from afar, and it certainly looked like a big hit for all those involved. Uh, I'll start with you, Amy, as the managing director. What did you think got most accomplished during the weekend? Yeah, thank you, Andy. It's so good to be with you again. And I, I'll say our theme this year was the power of proximity. So I think there were, were two things around that that really got accomplished. One of them is that we got to be in physical space together and really share and have those connections. And secondly, as a result of that, a lot of shared experiences, shared knowledge that brought people together and really important learning that will help us support our student athletes. Naya? Yeah, again, it's really great to be back here. Thanks for inviting us. Uh, one of the things that was accomplished during the Inclusion Forum Week is that we had an Athletics Diversity Inclusion Summit, ADID Summit, and it was really beautiful to have individuals to connect and to learn um, about the DEI space and provide some resources. So it was really dynamic. And then the other thing I'll say is that we had a dear world experience where people are telling their stories and it kind of goes back to the theme, the power of proximity and to hear people's stories. Again, my words, just, it was a dynamic experience. Solomon, pick up on that point right there from Naya. What were some of those anecdotes that you heard that left everyone with that powerful experience of this power of proximity? Yeah, I, I think for most of the attendees, for them, it was hearing uh, stories that they could relate to, seeing representation and just figments of their identities that they could relate to that they hadn't seen on this stage or anywhere in a little bit. So for example, you know, from our student athlete uh, voices session, being able to hear, you know, some students' identity, whether it was around their identity with mental health or just how they identified in terms of their nationality, being able to see that on the stage and say, hey, I can relate to that. I haven't heard that on the main stage like this before. I think that was the biggest takeaway. Amy, take me through um, who made up these 600 attendees? Yeah, so um, most of them are, you know, from our member schools and their coaches and administrators. Um, all three divisions. Who, yeah, all three divisions. And they're those who uh, work in athletics and also outside. Andy, one of the things we're most proud of is that we had our highest number of student athletes ever attend. Nearly 20% of those 600 or more were student athletes. And that elevates every conversation in the room. As I stated at the start of the forum, None of us would be gathering if it were not for student athletes. All of this exists for them. So that was uh, really important to us to have that student athlete voice and experience front and center. Naya, there were some headline keynote speakers. What did you take away from some of them and maybe highlight a couple of the big names? So yeah, we had Brian Stevenson, Dr. Harry Edwards, um, and Emily Ladalic. It was 
They were phenomenal. And they did a really great job of talking about not only our theme, but encouraging us. Dr. Harry Edwards talked about student athlete activism and the history of that and where we are now in terms of activism and using our voice to empower others and, and, and break down barriers. So we received a lot of positive feedback and encouragement and energy from all of those keynotes. Solomon, um, diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, you know, is obviously DEI, it's, a, it's an acronym, it's a buzzword. Um, it's easy, low-hanging fruit for those that want to pick apart things that divide us rather than unite us on the cable news space. When you get in the real world, on the ground, face-to-face, -face, I know I don't hear it. Um, what did you see in the real world, not television, about how important diversity, equity, and inclusion is, at least Certainly, what we can speak about is our college athletic space. Yeah, I, I think when we talk about the college athletics landscape and the attendees that were at Inclusion Forum, you could see that there was a clear need for this kind of educational content, this kind of programming, and a clear want for it. So it wasn't something, this abstract idea that, you know, might look different on, like you said, cable television, but rather than what is going on on our individual campuses, what's going on at the conference level. And you can see that there is a clear want and need for doing this kind of work there, despite all of the resistance that might come from legislation and further. Yeah, look, I, I mean, we've been talking about this for decades, that the coaching and administrative level does not mirror the student athlete population. Uh, obviously, depends on what sport, but, uh, you know, certainly, we have a long way to go to continue, whether it's, uh, you know, specific genders who's coaching or having diversity in that level that reflects the team that you are coaching. Um, those are our real issues in our world. Um, how much was that discussed of having a seat at the table, which we've discussed many times on this show, and ensuring that everyone is represented because so many different voices are within these teams that are often are not represented within the hierarchy of college athletics. Yeah, we had a lot of conversations on that, thinking about our diverse hiring plenary session where we discussed the importance and the value of seat of the table and diversifying who we have within our, our athletic departments and conference offices, as well as during the ADID summit, that conversation came up throughout the time and really thinking about resources and tools that we could share to be able to for our membership to take back to their athletic departments and conference office to continue to empower from hiring to creating a space um, where student athletes can see people who look like them. And, and that's really important. And that's a value of ours as an association, but particularly in the work that we do within the Office of Inclusion. Uh, Amy, uh, there's no question that uh, when we were at the convention in San Antonio, there was a forum on trans rights. It is an issue that's not going away. What was discussed related to that um, at the Inclusion Forum? Yeah, so we did have a, a session specifically about inclusion of transgender student athletes. Our colleagues at the Sports Science Institute did a great job talking through the current NSA policy that balances both uh, fairness and equity and maintains a pathway to opportunity for all student athletes. And then we um, heard from um, some uh, current student athletes who identify as transgender, as well as others who uh, support them and, and navigate this space. And I think it was really important to have that representation. There's so many folks who have very strong opinions about this, who have never ever talked to a person who identifies as transgender or a transgender student athlete. So there was some really important education that happened in a full room at our forum. 
Uh, Naya, obviously, um, you know, there, there clearly are, uh, you know, equity issues that we've seen uh, across the board in college athletics, certainly in the post-pandemic world. Um, what else sort of stood out, uh, you know, not just about, as we said, seat at the table, but other issues that might have, you know, risen from these kind of discussions about ensuring that DEI is a real issue. It's taken seriously at all levels within an athletic department conference office um, and those affiliated with that. And so throughout the inclusion forum, we had sessions about how to empower others back on your campus to recognize the value and the importance of DEIB and that the work is a shared experience. And so how do we help move that forward throughout our different spaces? We had sessions about um, from religion, LGBTQ plus uh, area of common ground. So that was one of our highlight sessions as well that really talked about uh, kind of breaking down barriers and misperceptions that we have of each other. Uh, another session that highlighted is women women leaders in highlighting, celebrating their story and the accomplishments that they had. So there are a variety of different sessions that talked about different aspects of diversity, equity, and belonging and inclusion that really centered around our core areas within the Office of Inclusion. You know, one other area, Solomon, you know, we discussed sort of treetop level of mental health, but, you know, I, I, I do think this is, you know, look, there's a shortage of mental health professionals. We know that. Um, there also needs to be similar to what Naya was just discussing about someone that looks like you, whether that's an administrator, coach. It also can help someone who is a mental health professional who knows what you're dealing with, who has gone through your struggles, who may also look like you or have come from a similar background. Um, that's also a big need across the board, not just in our world, but in society. But how much was that sort of peeled back in the mental health space? Yeah, it it was peeled back where, you know, for example, in our student voices session, we had one student athlete share their experience with mental health and sort of how they've come into their own dealing with their own um, mental health and well-being and now becoming an advocate in this space. And so being able to hear it from a student athlete, one who just transitioned out of their sport and what the need has been like for them and their experience and now how they plan to advocate moving forward. I think it introduces us to this idea that, um, you know, our mental health and well-being is different for each of us. And so while this person might identify a certain way, I think all of us could relate to them in some certain aspect, regardless of our identity, but also be able, so be able to see that this is a need at the collegiate level. Uh, Amy, you know, you had such diverse participation. Um, and, and I'm not naming names here, but I mean, uh, at what point do you do you still look at okay there's a certain maybe group of schools or conferences without you don't have to name any names but where you mm -hmm. say you know what we got to do a little bit more we didn't hear from this part of the country or this type of school um you know that there's still more to do to to fully get everyone involved within all three divisions it's a great point, Andy. We we absolutely want to create a, a welcome and inclusive environment. So all 1,100 schools will will think about sending someone, and you know that's our goal. We we do ask a question when people register: Is this your first time to attend an inclusion forum? And while we treasure those who come back every year, we count on them. They add so much. Um, we do. We will work on our um, marketing efforts to try to invite those in who who haven't been there, um, who either haven't had the resources or haven't had the interest. Um, and hopefully with sessions like this with you, as we get the word out about what's really happening in these spaces, um, we'll invite new people in. But it's really important. Um, I'm glad you made that point um, that we're, we're bringing in new folks who haven't been part of this conversation. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, for various reasons, they may not have been able to attend, may not want to attend, may not think it's as important. Uh, and I know that the goals are to continue to reach out uh, to every corner of the NCAA membership. All right, if we can go around the room before we get out of here, uh, what do you hope is the lasting sort of legacy of this weekend so it's not a one-off, uh, that it, it's not till next April, that there's a carryover and I'll just have, you know, Naya, Solomon, Amy, and we'll just go around the room here. So one of the things that I heard consistently heard from those who attended is that we provided a brave space for them. And I hope that from now into the next inclusion forum, that they not only have brave spaces within their own environments, but they continue to look at the Office of Inclusion to provide them brave spaces to talk about and engage in DEIB, be it in person or through virtual opportunities. I think about the community built. And starting with the ADID summit and having that large group come together for really the first time and meet different people in their conferences, different divisional levels, understand the problems that are going on at each individual campus. And now they have somebody that they can reach out to, say, if something happens on their campus, just building out community. And I think that transition to the general forum throughout the weekend. And I'll bring us home, Andy. I would just take us back to our opening keynote from Brian Stevenson on the power of proximity when we're proximate with others, we really get to know them and their full humanity and all of their identities and their intersection. If we're committed to that, to really knowing people and learning about them, we can make progress on a lot of these really difficult issues. So I hope people feel empowered to do that and have a lot of action strategies they got from our sessions. Love it. Bring it home, Amy. Amy, <laughs> Solomon, Naya, uh, repeat guests. Keep coming back. This is great content. We love it. As always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series, where all our social series are archived. Thanks for watching, everyone.